Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to episode 76 of the Salty Mother Clutchers podcast. Uh, so yeah, my name is Ian. I've been riding since 2007, and most of the time I'm on a 2015 Royal Enfield Continental 535. Most of the time, and what are most you, of the time? What are you doing the rest of the time? Um, if I'm lucky, and I've actually put it back together in a way that it works, I'm on a 77 Yamaha XS 650. All right, oh, shit, classic. Or I could be out warming up my wife's 96 uh, Suzuki Savage 650. Ooh, <laughs> we love those. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's, uh, I, uh, I actually, we bought the Enfield for her. Yeah. Um, fresh out of the showroom. And uh, she wrote it for like four weeks and hated the Enfield, hated the sport. Like she did not like being in a sport position at all. Yeah. Um, so she pretended she was going to ride it for another year. And then I was planning on going on a trip and I was going to have to do something about being able to ride it. Anyway, she ended up giving me the Enfield cause I wanted to get another Enfield and she hated hers. So, um, that became mine. And then the hunt was on for something and we found this kind of, a matte olive drab Suzuki that had been really just bad deleted everywhere. Uh, not far from here. So we went out and we picked up that for, her and it's, it's what she wanted the whole time. Well, that's good. Yeah. And then you got a, yeah. you got a brand new bike. Yeah, pretty much. And then shortly I found out that she was right, that that position really sucks for long rides. <laughs> so I'm, I'm picturing the bike, but I'm, I'm a little unclear on the position. So as you're saying, it's more like a sport riding like you're leaning ahead on the end yeah yeah it's um it's kind of got rear sets on it and clip-on handlebars so it is a really kind of a sport position and it's got the geometry of a lot of sport bikes like the rake trail and the wheelbase are all very aggressive uh but it makes no power at all (laughs) right okay there's a company over in england called hitchcocks that sells a lot of aftermarket stuff to tune them up and they always show the dyno curve like before and after and the before rarely peaks above 18 horsepower at the rear rear wheel whoa and, and what is it is it a twin no it's a single it's the royal enfield's a single yeah oh wow i didn't know that so you're both on singles yeah. then yep wow that's pretty cool yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, it's technically no, it's not very cool. But I think it's cool because I really like singles. It's like yeah, there's, yeah. There's just way less to break. Uh huh. And that's important because I'm a terrible mechanic. <laughs> I've seen the hashtags on all of your posts, like hashtag worst mechanic, on uh, like yeah. unlike everything that you post. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I, I don't want to get too big for my britches. Like, I'm not going to say that I'm the cat's ass just because I managed to put two wires together. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so, you know, having two wires to put together and not like 40 wires makes a big difference, though. It does. It does. Um, and actually, with the, the reason I say, like, if I've managed to put the 77 back in a way that it works, 
It's because this summer was the the second time I've rewired that bike. Oh god. Oh. Yeah. Oh uh, no. What what yeah. ha- what has to be wired on it? Isn't it it's like a kickstart usually, right? The excess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what's the wiring for? Is it just to run the lights and stuff or what? Yeah, pretty much. So like when when I picked that one up, um the the previous guy had had it switched over so that the on off switch was like right underneath your butt. And it was just like a, a big flip switch off on. And then the signal lights, there was a like a uh, it was a latching button with like forward, middle, back, and that was right underneath your right thigh, and that was your blinkers. What? So you yeah. bought you bought a gremlin bike? Oh, did yeah. I ever? Like this? Like well, I mean, once the, someone's the... like been fucking around, you're like, uh, how 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 many problems am I going to have with this bike? And then your heart says, ah, uh, get the bike, just get like, the bike. Yeah, the, the XS six fifty <laughs> is like a, such a classic chopper bike. Like that's what mm-hmm. like the people seek them out, they find them and then they fucking destroy them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's similar. Like when people are looking for like old Honda CB seven fifties and stuff like a four in line and mm-hmm. they, they get them. The only difference is the people with the, the CBs try to restore them. Yeah. Whereas the, yeah. the XX yeah. 650 guys usually just chop them or do something nasty to them, <laughs> but yeah. they're, but they are really and, fun. And for that reason, there's a lot of like tutorials on how to get this stif- stuff going again. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I like about it. And and it's all super accessible. Like when you're when you're setting the valves and everything, it's just like a couple of screws. You don't have to take anything off to get mm. in there. Mm. Yeah, that is a like major, major plus. That that's on a lot yeah. of the, the older bikes in general. I'm not sure what the Enfield's like to, to work on, but like a lot of older bikes, everything is just a little more available. Like it was meant to be worked on. Um, the Enfield's a really weird cat because it's fuel injected, mm-hmm. um, and it still has the kickstart lever on there. Mm-hmm. So you could, you can kick it over, but it's mostly, it's meant to be like a, a normal 2015 sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know why I've had this like weird fascination with Royal Enfields. I, I know, you know, very little about them other than they look fucking sweet. Like, Mm -hmm. I just fucking love the look of every fucking one of them. And I'm a big lover of smaller engines. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I just, you've listened to the podcast, you know, we complain about it all the time. People just getting like bigger bikes, bigger engines, and I can't figure out why. One time, uh, a friend of mine was at like a local shop and we don't really see them over here very much at all. You guys have a, Mm -hmm. you, you have a dealer in Nova Scotia? Not no more. Okay. So, um, one of my friends saw, saw this Royal Enfield at the shop. I think it was like dropped off for inspection or something like that. And she said to me, okay, I got bad news about your Royal Enfield dreams. And I said, what? And she was like, it's, you're too big. (laughs) And that was, that was pretty much it. It was like, you're too big. It's going to look like you're on a clown bike. It's way too small. It's way too small for you. And, um. I don't know. I, I don't know if this, like, uh, I just feel like this doesn't really work in anyone's favor, like, telling someone that they're just too big. <laughs> like, here's, I don't, here's the I, thing. I don't know. How many people on motorcycles do you already think look like clowns? <laughs> <laughs> A oh, lot. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, like, I haven't really seen, like, 
any Royal Enfields in person, which is weird to like really like a bike that you've never actually seen before. But like, mm -hmm. can you explain like what what would be like a comparison? Like how physically big is this bike? Um, so I've got the the Cafe Racer wannabe style. Yeah. Um I know the so, one. Yeah. So um I've got about a, a 30 inch inseam and I can really I can I can just like barely toe touch. Okay. Or I can get comfortably flat foot if I keep the other foot on the peg. Oh. Um that's actually yeah, it's kinda, it's, yeah, that's actually higher than I imagined. Yeah, it's 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 a lot taller, and that's that's a lot of what Shelly hates that my wife hated mm -hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I would say from when we sat on the more like the, the world war two dispatch style bike with the bullets, yeah, I would say those are probably more comparable to the, the savage. Okay. Hmm. Um, but I think they're a little bit more mid control where the savage is pretty front. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a small looking bike, but it doesn't yeah. look like a mini bike. Cause you know, yeah, no, it's, it's not like a Grom or something. Right. Right. Like, I feel like it looks like a motorcycle. Like it looks <laughs> yeah. like, looks like a fucking motorcycle that adults can go on. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's no problem that way. Like, um, when like, so I got a friend who parks his triumphs in my garage for the winter mm -hmm. and you know, it's, it's pretty comparable to a, a Bonnie or a, or a Thruxton. Like it's okay. not, um, it's not teeny weeny. Yeah. Okay. Except in the power department. Yeah. Okay. In the power department. So you just went with some friends to the Cabot Trail and <laughs> yes. you rode, you're in Nova Scotia. Where, where are you? I'm, I'm in the Valley. I'm in Kentville. Okay. So you rode your not so powerful Royal Enfield all the way to Cape Breton. Please tell me you didn't trailer uh, it. You trailered it. I, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I i okay. did this year did this, you just like this, trail we, it to we, the top of the hill and then just ride it down the hill no we trailed it up to shed a camp okay and uh we go around from there okay um, so you, you did the like the whole trail though yeah now the first year i did ride all the way from kenville yeah um and i i blazed up every back road from um from Kentville, you know, down the number one to around Halifax area. Yeah. And then across every cross country road, uh, stopping in Westville for pizza. Cause I grew up in Pictou County. So I have to have Pictou County pizza. Yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, I just burned all the way up and I think we met in, uh, I lined up with them in Alds Cove, uh, and we linked up and we went, we went around the counterclockwise way over the top came back to shed at camp for the night. So I put on like 800 kilometers that first day. Yep. And then the next morning it started raining on us and we did the whole clockwise loop raining the entire way. Uh, I've done uh, that and so it was, many times. <laughs> and it was still absolutely the best. Okay. So you trailered this time and there were, yep. how many bikes went? Uh, let me think. So I was on the end field. John was on his, uh, I think it's an 85 GPZ 750. Jimmy was on his, I think it's a 2015 or 2016 Triumph Scrambler. 
his dad Hal was on a late 2000s versus 650 and uh Derek was on a 96 fat boy okay that's a that's a variety pack of motorcycles <laughs> did, yeah and did anyone else trailer almost all of us oh okay so you trailer the bikes to shetty camp and then you yep. sp- spent the weekend on the trail we we got there thursday and we just ripped around all day friday we ripped around all day saturday and then we came home sunday what size engine is your bike 535 cc's 535 so tell me this was that not like the perfect size engine for riding the cabot trail it was fantastic like it, it it had no problems anywhere um the only problem ever was that like i i i needed to always be at the back because otherwise people were waiting to get ahead of me or they were annoyed by how loud i was <laughs> really <laughs> okay yeah interesting so, yeah so the, <laughs> i'm so just the, like the, i'm just the, like laying that out in my mind like okay we're gonna take like the smaller engine i guess yours was probably the smallest engine and then you said there was like a 650 or something yeah but it's a twin so it it works better okay mm-hmm. so in my mind, um, I just want you to be setting the pace like so badly, but I guess if mm. like, if your bike like is loud and everyone yeah. is there may, maybe going to do a little horsing around like, yeah, okay. Maybe mm-hmm. they're, maybe they're going to stuff you at the back. Yeah. No, it, I, I like being the, 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 the sweet position anyway. I kind of like knowing where everyone is and knowing that we didn't leave anyone behind. So I'm kind of, I'm happier being towards the back. Um, and the, the first day they were, um, they were, they were leaving me behind a lot. Cause I was still kind of get, getting my groove back after low siding last year while I was wearing a t-shirt. Oh. Um, so, so for the last year or so, every left-hand turn has been frightening. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, after I got that out of my system, uh, partway through the first day at the second day, they stopped leaving me behind so much. So was it strategic, um, when you went this year then, and you stayed in Shetty camp, like, did you guys do the trail then clockwise? Uh, we do it both ways. Okay. Um, so when we got there Friday night. Uh, we let, we got in Shetty camp around like four thirty five o'clock. So we just jumped on the bikes and went partway over the top and then partway back. Um, and then into Shetty camp to have supper that night. Okay. The Doryman was packed, but we yeah. had, <laughs> we, we had t- tickets for cheap beer from the, from the hotel we were staying at. They were at some <laughs> kind of deal going. Yeah. So, you know, the choice was made for us for where to eat. Um, and then the next day. We went up to meet Cove and back down, and then we went over to, I think we made it partway throughout, up past Inganish, and then came back in and went counterclockwise. So we mostly, we do a lot of stuff over the top. Yeah, okay. And then, and then the Saturday, that was the day uh, we went down to Port Hood, um, and then we went, we did the full loop that day. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I just wondered if yeah. maybe, uh, you did it clockwise to get a little bit comfortable because strategically you're going to be doing a lot more right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I know you're making some left turns, but you're hugging the mountain on the, on the inside there too. No, there was, there was no strategy there at all. <laughs> it, it was just how it played out. Okay. 
<laughs> it was an amazing time. <laughs> See, we go and like, we never spend enough time just like fucking around on the Cabot Trail. We go, mm. we like ride there, we rip around the trail and we ride back. And we like, there was maybe one year, I, uh, no, that's wrong. I guess there was two years we stayed on the Cabot Trail, but like, we don't ever have enough time or allow ourselves the time to just like rip back and forth on like certain areas that like you'd love to do more than once a year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we never do that, but that's because my family's there. So kind of have like those. Respond those obligations, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean, they, they, they always getting in the way. They probably <laughs> wish that um, we didn't make eighty percent of our trip being about motorcycles on the Cabot Trail. <laughs> That's yeah. how it is, though. Yeah. Oh man, like that—the trek between between the Cabot Trail, like uh, English Town Ferry, yeah, and Sydney, yeah, is like the most mm. grueling part of any trip. <laughs> It's so brutal. Uh, Worse than between Truro and Halifax? Oh, no. Touche. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I tried to zone out. That, that is easily the most boring stretch of anything. And that that's why I end up having such low kilometers in most of my riding seasons. Is I, I would love to take it back and forth to work because going from the valley to Halifax where I work, like if you go along the number one and, and you do some stuff, like if you do... Um, what is it? Is it Bogmarsh Road that goes over the Freddie Wilson? I think that's what it is. The Bogmarsh Road and like some spots around Falmouth, Windsor. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some gorgeous roads to be on, but it would take me an hour and a half, two hours to get to work if I did that. Aww. <laughs> See, what, what well, you yeah. should do is trailer, trailer your bike to work, <laughs> take your bike home, and then you could split the difference the next next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> half the days half the days you're like traveling with a trailer and half the days you're traveling on the motorcycle and then that gives you a little you know? more options if the weather's looking slimy you can yeah <laughs> yeah because that never happens in nova scotia <laughs> no slimy weather yeah <laughs> it's been like 70 percent of the summer has been slimy weather distinguished gentleman's ride right you've been doing it since 2015 is that right? I f- yes. Yeah, I think that's the math. That's a long time. It's been a couple of few years, yeah. I think next year is year 10. Is it uh is it in Halifax, the one that you're in? I did Halifax every year up until 2019. Yeah. And then uh the first 2 years of COVID, they they had different rules for how to do the ride. So I think um the first year there was nothing organized because it would have been May of 2020 and they still weren't sure what to do about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were no organized rides, but if you wanted to go ride with a friend, so I rode with my, my friend Jimmy, who I mentioned earlier, who's got the Triumphs in my garage. Yep. We went and we, we just did a couple of roads around back Nova Scotia. Um, and then 21, uh, it was ride alone together. Um, so it was just all solo. Oh. And then last year... Um, someone started one up in Berwick, just the next couple of towns down for me in the Valley. Mm-hmm. And that's been really nice because now I don't have to get up stupid early and ride for a couple hundred kilometers in a suit. Right. right. And I think like, as far as I know, there is no ride here in PEI. The closest one for us would be Moncton. So it'd be the same thing. It'd okay. Be like, 
riding for a few hours in the morning in a suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's don't it's, recommend. Isn't it always during a really cold time? When is it? It's so they they changed it a couple of years ago. It used to be always towards the the middle end of September and there oh. were some really cold rides. Uh, but they flipped it. I think it's because uh, the people running the DGR partnered up with the Movember people. Okay. Uh, and all their stuff is in November. Yeah. So they they moved it to the spring, which works out really well for North American rides. Okay. I don't know how the Australian people who started it feel about it. Right. But um, works out pretty decent for us. And then last year... Last year, they started trying to do this distinguished gentleman's drive as well, trying to get like people out in suits wearing, uh, driving vintage cars. And like, I don't know what that's supposed to be, but. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. What's the point of having a suit if you're going to be in a car? <laughs> okay. So how many, how many people are in these rides? How many people in these group rides usually? Uh, I think the, the first one I went to in Halifax was pretty huge. Halifax can get like 25, 30 people. Okay. Uh, maybe more. Yeah. Uh, but they the the people like the last couple of years I was there. Um, I think uh, what is it? Is it uh, Kira and Jody and Danielle who do the moto social stuff on Halifax? Mm-hmm. They were they were kind of tuning up the guy who was organizing the DGR, saying you you really need to know how to use social media to get people to show up to these things. Right. Um. So I don't know the last couple of years if Halifax has gotten bigger. But I think we had eight or ten at the last uh, the valley one. Cool. And do you like group rides? With the right group, it's pretty okay. Um, but I think it's you really got to have the right crew. Like the the people I went to the Cabot Trail with, I would ride with those people anywhere. Um, but I I don't know. I I feel like I genuinely genuinely prefer solo rides or like me and one or two other people as opposed to group rides yeah i, I feel mm-hmm. like does anyone like group rides? like you only like <laughs> your own group right people really like yeah. group parking group parking yeah at tim hortons yes yeah, yeah. and i you know yeah. i would argue like i mm, i'll just say it i was uh heavily involved with the litas and um, oh yeah and uh, uh, just like you said, it's like you got to have the right group. And, um, you know, like that kind of was like a weird mix of like new riders, older riders, cocky riders, uh, you know. So it was like you could have a good ride if only three of you showed up and you're usually riding together. But like those mm-hmm. times that like 10 people would show up and it would be like not fun. and like really unsafe yep not a fan mm-hmm. of unsafe no i feel like yeah. just being on the bike there's already enough unsafeness you don't need to add uh you know any more than the minimum amount of stupid yeah mm-hmm. and like i have no problem riding with new riders i think i think like there's a lot of opportunity there to teach them bad habits but mm. um yeah like it's not it's not about like really like what exactly how long you've been riding but like do you have any confidence and like are you solid yeah and, it, and it's yeah. never it's never the new riders that are they're ruining a ride yeah 
Like it's it's always no. the person who has been riding dirt bikes since they were three, but never got their license <laughs> until they were thirty. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, we just had yeah. a we just had a really good group ride, and um, I like having that feeling still inside my heart, where we just had mm-hmm. like a group ride, nine motorcycles, everyone could ride like just so well. And there was was like, that the sorry was that the queers on gears thing? Yeah, it was queer ride and meet up. It was like, and it was like such a mix of people, but like everyone rode so well. Mm-hmm. There was like absolutely nothing sketchy that happened and i can't tell you the last time that i experienced that in a group ride not with that many that's awesome yeah not with like nine bikes so tell us a motorcycle story (laughs) it doesn't have to be a crash story but just tell us a story uh it it probably is gonna end up being a crash story because my (laughs) crash stories are usually more entertaining um my so this this would would have been like two or three weeks after i'd done the motorcycle safety course so i was on my dad's 84 450 nighthawk which is a twin and a nice just kind of a standard bike um and i was bombing along uh, mcgregor avenue in stellarton which is kind of like a right along where the mines or the pit mines are still digging and some baseball fields and stuff like that and as i come along the road there are two deer, one on the right side, one on the left side. And I slow down because I know there's something stupid about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I creep up on them, I creep up on them. Eventually, the one on the right just kind of buggers off down the road. Uh, and the the fellow on the left side just runs right directly into my forks and takes me out. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just ran directly into me, knocked me down, uh, bent the indicator. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that that was my first crash. Okay, what what's, what speed are you. we talking here? <laughs> I I would have guessed by the time they ran into me, I might have only been going 40, 50 kilometers an hour. Okay, well that's still okay. That's still a pretty good. <laughs> and then how fast was the deer going? <laughs> I I don't know. A hundred fast fast enough to ruin my night. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fucking yeah. ran right into you. Hmm. <laughs> This was like right after you started riding. So yeah. did you get in trouble with your dad? Uh, no, he was actually super chill about it. Um, he'd been riding motorcycles. Uh, like he, he was riding them when he was in high school in the seventies on little, little CBs. And, uh, yeah, he was not mad about it at all because the great thing about a 450 Nighthawk is that like you pick one up for two grand and that's what it's worth forever. As long as it <laughs> starts and you don't lose the paper. Yeah. Right. They've just completely bottomed out in value. Um, so yeah. And, and the only thing that we had to do, like I didn't even bend the shifter peg. It was just the, uh, the indicator that, you know, was like six inches out past the end of the headlight. Yeah. So that, that got bent. So he took it over to the college where he worked and had the automotive guy straighten out the ear for him. And away we went, it wasn't too bad. It's funny. They don't teach you that stuff on the safety course. Like, they, they teach you like, you know, how to drive over a tire on the road and how to like maneuver these crazy turns. They don't really tell you what to do when a deer runs at you. Yeah, there weren't good like, options. Like, what I'll, are you, what are you supposed it... to do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this time when we did the Cabot Trail, we were coming along the top of, I'm still learning all the mountains, but we're, the big flat spot when you're going counterclockwise just after Shetty Camp. 
as we were coming along that we could see a massive moose um, on the opposite side of the road. So we all just stopped about a kilometer away for the moose and just waited for him to figure out what he was doing. Yeah, that seems like a logical thing to do. We fucking, well, I figure like we never see moose on the Cabot Trail. I mean, that's probably a great thing, but mm. we never mm-hmm. see moose. Um, we saw one the first year I was there around the same spot and we saw one this year and otherwise it's been animal free. Yeah. You want to see them, but like, you don't really want to see them on a motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you crash a lot. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I, I, um, I'm trying to think. So there was the deer and there's been a couple of times in, I've, I've had one rain wipeout that I get well on the same Nighthawk. Um, I wiped out on the gravel going one way on the end field. And then last year, I think we finally solved the mystery of how I crashed last year with that low side and the t-shirt. Um, I think what I actually did and I, all my, my crashes have been stupid, stupid things that I shouldn't have done. Um, I left the kickstand down, I think, uh, and I ma- tried to make a left turn and, uh, that didn't go well. So no. was there no safety switch? So fun story about Enfields, um, <laughs> the, the safety switches are notorious for just getting shitty and like starting to falter the engine with on you. Uh-huh. So I, I, I deleted my safety switch. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. A, an now. actual, an actual good mechanic probably wouldn't have done that. They would have replaced it with a, with a working <laughs> switch. I was going to say, usually the problem with the switches is they get stuck so that your bike will never start again. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I didn't get to that. It's more or less, I'd be burbling along wide open throttle and, um, it would start cutting out and hesitating. Oh, it sucks. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, guilty as charged. I I do the same thing on most of my bikes. I take the safety switches off. Yeah. On the mm-hmm. the shadow, for instance, there is a fuel shut off switch that was giving me a problem. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I took the whole thing out. So it, basically, if I had had of crashed the bike, actually, actually did crash the bike, but the <laughs> the fuel pump would never shut off. So technically, if I were on fire or something, the fuel pump would continue to shoot out fuel as long as the key was turned on. Mm. So, so the bike didn't have to be running for the fuel pump to work. Oh my god! So oh, so, okay. so just don't crash, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I I haven't had to get rid of it yet, but the the Enfield has some kind of like uh, orientation switch on it. So like, if you lay it down, the engine cuts off. Okay. Whoa. Oh. That's from the future. Yeah, I know, right? Futuristic. So, like, mm-hmm. if, if you were to take a turn, like, just way too sharp and lean it over, like, it might kill your engine. <laughs> well, I think I think they get away with that by it being an Enfield with eighteen horsepower, so you really can't <laughs> lean it over that far. <laughs> That's a good point. It's like built-in safety. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. you're you're not leaning this thing down. No, but it's so stupid because like it comes with Brembo's for the brakes and it's on Pirelli tires and it's got like a, a floating front disc and all this really good stuff. And then you can't like, can't do you are engine limited. Wow. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But like you, you must like it. Like you've had it for a long time. Yep. Yeah. I've had it. I, I wrote it out of the showroom new. Um. It it was a uh, it, it has been a lot of fun and it's it, it's just 
I don't know. It's it's like having like a really stupid dog. Like you know, you just <laughs> you laugh at like the the like the most ridiculous things. Like um, our dog, I don't know what's wrong with his eyes, but he can't find his ball if if he drops it and it's not moving anymore. <laughs> he has a hard time finding it. <laughs> and it's just it's the most pathetic thing to watch him desperately hunting and like throwing his jaws down trying to grab the ball that isn't there when it's it's directly behind his paws and i feel a lot the same way about the enfield it's just <laughs> it's the loudest dumbest thing but it it's just so fun <laughs> i actually love that <laughs> yeah okay so like you said you said that you guys like went to meet cove so yeah. i assume like you know like it handles well on like dirt road and shit. Yeah, I ha- I haven't had any problems with it. Like, um, do you take it? Do you take it on dirt roads? If where I want to go is down a dirt road, we're going. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Like w- like the uh, the first year we were up to Cabot. Um, you know the the quarry pond thing just outside of Shetty Camp there, or inside Shetty Camp. Mm, not by that name, no. What? Okay. No. no. What? It's like maybe gypsum mines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I took it down the road to go to that. I got a picture of it, like right next to the the pond. Yeah. So well, I'll I'll go anywhere on that thing. Well, I guess if you're taking it slow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not it's it's not like I got any kind of trail tire or any real traction on it, right? Like it's it's meant to be a street bike, yeah. but it's also it's it's Indian, like from India, and they don't you know yeah. the roads there are what they yeah, are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the heritage of this thing to go stupid places. Oh, I love that. Okay, but why did you pick yellow? Because have you seen pictures of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yellow is amazing. It gets compliments everywhere. Yeah, I was and I was gonna ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Like, so you've got this like rinky dinky mm-hmm. <laughs> motorcycle with no power. But yes. but do you have like beefcakes coming up to you and being like, wow, what a cool bike, man. Yes, absolutely. I have okay. had a bunch of people ask me if it's a Norton. Right. Uh, people right. love to ask me how old it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think it, it gets a lot of love because it's a, it's a small, dirty bike. And the longer I ride it and the more I crash it, the more dense it picks up. So the more vintage it looks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they, I know well, that what? they have like that. They are like a retro style, but, yeah. like, but like the more I crash it, the more dinged up it gets. <laughs> I assume, <laughs> I mean, I know that they also have like limited, um, like limited color and stuff that they even use mm. like Royal and Yeah. The, the year that I bought it, it was like when they, when they launched that bike, it was red. Okay. That was the only color they made. Okay. And then I think the next year they added black and the year I picked it up, it was, you could have black or red or the yellow. Okay. And the yellow is just perfect on that bike. Um, it just, it just looks amazing. And, um, it, it doesn't do anything quick, but it just, it looks great. I don't know. Um, and now they don't make that anymore because was it? 2018, 2019, they came out with the 650 twin. 
Right. And they they still make the bullets with the 500 engine, but uh, the punched out uh, Continental engine and the Continental is now the the 650 twin. So they don't uh, they don't make this one anymore. Okay. So how much of a pain in the ass is it for? Uh, like you don't have a dealer there anymore. If you need to like nope. get get parts and shit, I assume you're just ordering them online. Yep. Um, it's either universal stuff that I get from an online dealer, or I've I've tried to talk to dealers in Ontario and Quebec with some success. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, if if I just want to order it from someone and know that it's going to arrive here and be right and work, I'm usually ordering parts out of England. Okay. Which sucks. Yeah. That does suck. So you know what fucking sucks? What fucking sucks? Bike names. Bike names? <laughs> like naming your motorcycle? Yeah, I don't mean like Suzuki Intruder. I mean, that sucks too, but yeah. no, like, like, this is my bike. It's literally a red V-Star named Crimson. My old, bi- my old bike, uh, whose name was Ruby. Was a red Kawasaki, but but wait, we name our bikes. Yeah, and it fucking sucks. I guess. I guess like the the part that I hate is like you'll see people's like Instagram posts and they're like, (laughs) I almost said Winston, which is totally Paterka's bike's name. (laughs) Yeah, just me and Winston out for a date. Like, okay, like okay. So full disclosure. Our bikes have had names. Mm-hmm. I still think it fucking sucks. And some people yeah. do it in a way suckier way than others. Yeah, I mean, I'm, get, I'm getting on board. What's your, like what's your bike's name? My bike's name? Yeah. Stupid Honky. Stupid Honky. Are you saying that sucks? No, I think... Th- <laughs> that's I think, a great name. I think that's fucking great. Yeah. My bike is named dad bike it, my, but our bikes are called like our bikes are called dad bike the dad bike the dad and bike. stupid honky it's not like being named like your bike's name's not pearl right literally because it has like the pearl finish right. paint job or whatever fucking shit but it is stupid honky because it's pure white <laughs> <laughs> and i do ride the motorcycle of a dad yeah but even before that my last bike i called it the broomstick the bike before that yeah. was like david <laughs> I think. my bike okay my bike now is is stupid honky yeah and then prior to that the shadow was sucks cycle and then the sucks cycle and you had sammy sammy was the virago but that was different because sammy was not the actual bike Sammy was the oh, eagle. Oh, the eagle on the fender. It was the eagle with the light up eyes on the front fender. Called that, Sam. That was Sammy. That's different. So you just don't think that it's stupid when people are like, oh, I'm thinking about getting Cassandra out, out of the garage for the weekend and we're going mean, to go out and spend the day together. Like, it, what the fuck, man? That is so uncool. It's, here's what's stupid about it. It's stupid if people expect you to remember their bike's names and then they talk about their bike as if you know who the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, like it's a character. Yeah, it's like it's like someone naming all their plants or every <laughs> single one of their chickens. Yeah, people do. I, I have no fucking clue what chicken you're talking about and I have no clue what your plant is. 
Like just because you name all 45 plants in your house doesn't mean I, I don't got to remember all those. I feel very attacked. Okay. Yeah, first of all, I don't, don't, I don't name my plants. name plants and I have three but pet chickens do. and they have names yes. and you can't tell the twins apart. No, I cannot. Absolutely. But I can. Twin chickens. Twin chickens. Yeah. I cannot tell the twin chickens apart. <laughs> but like yeah. people name their, their shit, they name their dolls and whatever not and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's, it's fine. It's like a personal thing, but yeah. like it's only sucky and annoying whenever they're talking to you about this third entity that doesn't fucking exist yeah like it's like it should matter and (laughs) it doesn't matter well i mean the other the other part of this i guess like i'm not gonna dig deep into this and i didn't think about this but it's also like when people assign gender to like objects Mm -hmm. so like of course motorcycles are like girls mm. like they're women right the curves <laughs> the sexual St- women stupid honky is pretty gender non-specific yeah dad bike is um not very gender neutral but um yeah. not super specific no i've known lots of daddy girls but anyway even sammy's pretty uh eh, as gender neutral but you know it's the same thing it's like they they literally treat their motorcycle like it's their like it's their mistress because mm-hmm. it's replacing their wife usually. Yeah. It's their mistress. And then she has like some lady's name mm-hmm. usually. But like that goes back to like naming fucking boats and airplanes and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't know the history of like why it's always fucking women. Because like <laughs> women were not allowed on boats, but they named <laughs> the boat after someone's like mistress. It's like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, it comes down after from naming after like horses and shit, which horses actually have like a personality. Like, yeah, it's kind of stealing from that. Well, it's a living thing. Yeah. Um, they, boats they, and they motorcycles their... are not really living things. Yeah. Like horses know their name. Yeah. Chickens but know their name. Chickens know their name. Like they're animals and things. But yeah. it's like, did we just take that from like horses and then start naming our fucking automobiles? I mean, here's the thing. Like, I don't think boats have license plates. They have names. We have license plates. So like mm-hmm. technically like that is the name of our motorcycle. Yeah. Like it's already named. If yeah. it's, if you got a plate, if it's registered. Yeah. That is the name. So sometimes like you do a fucking sucks and you're like, it's a major hit. <laughs> sometimes you do a fucking sucks and it's like a debate and that's all right. Yeah. I'm and here like, for that. Yeah, and it's, I I mean it's it sucks, but I still do it anyway. So, I think whatever. I think anyone listening to this podcast, and everybody who doesn't listen to this podcast who has a motorcycle, mm. fucking named their bike. Do you know how many people have a bike that's just named Harley? No, because they're just they're riding the Harley, the Harley, the Harley. Doesn't matter what <laughs> make, model. Doesn't matter what color. It doesn't matter if they had 12 different harleys in the last 12 years (laughs) they're just always going out to the harley yeah i mean that's just not even a specific name to that motorcycle i guess yeah like what if they named every single one though like 12 names in 12 years well how many motorcycles have you had bazillion and they all had names i think most of them i don't know what the kawasaki was called jagger cycle no my kawasaki oh that one hmm don't remember i'm sure you gave it a name i can't think of it
we'll see what people have to say about that. Yeah. I think everyone's going to be like, no, you got to name your bike because they're probably going to insert some like fucking motorcycle lore. Like if you don't have a name, just like you don't have a gremlin bell, Wait. you're going to crash and die. LL Cool J? What if he was like <laughs> LL Chill J? Not, not as, not Ian, as cool. Ian J. Cool J? Ian J. Cool J. <laughs> Ian LL Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to welcome to the show Ian LL Cool J. <laughs> yeah, item one, the story Ian told. Item two, the <laughs> dumbest possible thing to call your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I mean, it's, it's up there, but I was being so so generous about that <laughs> yeah because sydney's the worst yeah but no one tried to burn down pei no that's true i'm thinking like jackhammer in the highlands or like <laughs> <Jackhammer> <laughs> in the highlands. yeah 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 you're not supposed to show up in a versa yeah hey hey <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i'm just i'm just trying to clap back a little after all the shots you're taking about the trailer it's so weird from a certain sense because i've I've been listening since, like, <laughs> I want to guess episode six or ten. Whoa. And so through through COVID to now, you've been like these constant voices from my car, from my car stereo, just like bombing <laughs> back and forth to work. And it's it's cool to finally get to to talk to you. Um, yeah, I think you might be one of possibly. Mm, two people in the world that have ever listened to all of the episodes <laughs> <that far back. laughs> and especially that much... far back <laughs> no i don't i don't i don't refer to it as my other girlfriend like there's nothing like i don't i don't yeah, tell yeah. my daughters that they have like i'm gonna go spend time with your sister no <laughs> it's not that it's just that's gonna go coffee mania coconut oil oil me up baby oh you're not gonna like me anymore <laughs> that's why i was like a yellow bike oh, oh this yeah this is gonna be good this is gonna be good what is it uh no it's it's not good at all uh river what river yeah river yeah. you didn't even want to yeah. call it like kill a bee kill a bee no that'd be that'd be stupid but not as stupid <laughs> what about it could have been the mellow yellow the mellow yellow it's chill right it yeah it could have been the lemon could have been lemon no could have been uh, sunshine no. could have been e ian coolin on the mellow yellow <laughs> no right? no there's nothing good about that name no <laughs> so wait river yeah well, okay well it's just like a it's just like a tattoo you got to tell us why why did you um, why did you choose it What's the significance? So it it's only going to get lamer and dorkier as we talk about it. Like there's <laughs> there's n this this is gonna make the trailer theme thing seem like super cool <laughs> and awesome. Um, so I I realized like around the time that like, I it, I didn't have a name for it at first. The the name came later. Uh, but I had this notion shortly after I got it that I realized. Um, the XS 650 engine is almost the exact same, uh, size and shape as the, the 535 engine. Mm -hmm. So I've, I still have this long-term crazy notion of shoehorning in the XS 650 engine because of, you know, like the vintage thing with the Tritons where you, you take the, the triumph engine and you stuff it into the Norton frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I, I got this dream of stuffing it in there. So I named the bike after uh, the character River Tam on the show Firefly. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Because she 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 kind of got lobotomized, and then all of a sudden she could kick everybody's ass. So I figured if the Enfield suddenly had an engine that could put 45 horsepower into the asphalt, it, it'd kick a lot of ass. Wow. Wow, that is that is do you have to explain that to everyone you tell the name to? Or do they just accept it for what it is? They 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 figure if I'm most people just have the courtesy to hear something that stupid as a name and just like slowly back away. The bike has a name and and the name is River and we just move on with our lives. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I'll just go down the garage. I'll start it up and I'll I'll blip it a couple of times and, and you can you also can appreciate the loudest dumbest thing.